Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Where <laughs> This is awesome. That's in our house. For people that are just listening and watching, it says, wear PJs to support a safer tomorrow. Hestia House PJ Day. So um, my my girls uh, took advantage of that. And Hestia uh, my House. My girls are in their pajamas, too, at, at Sam to Sham today. Okay, cool. Well, it's, a really, it's, a really, it's a really awesome cause, and it's about, um, um, you know, helping women get out of domestic situations. And um, I think it's such a – a cool thing to be supporting. Um, I'm not wearing my PJs right now, but I'm fully endorsing. Yeah. So welcome to the, to uh, the pandemic podcast. We're back. Um, zooming. A separate Dave, like separate. It's, not as, fun. it's not as fun. We had a good run of a few episodes where we could be in the same room together. And that was lovely. It was, it was yes. nice to see in the flesh. Yeah. And actually, so and I have a former guest, uh, Derek Chason, um, contacted me and he, he asked, um, would I be a, uh, like interested in speaking to pro kids like annual event? And, um, and I, I was kind of surprised that he asked, I was like, you know, would, would love to, I know, um, quite a bit, I mean, enough to be dangerous about pro kids. Um, the event didn't, it, it kind of morphed into something else. So they didn't actually need uh, a speaker. Um, but it, it, it got me introduced via email to you, Jen, and um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you're, you. You're, you, you, you were telling us you're like an avid podcast watcher, listener, and uh, love our. Lo- she loves our past five episodes in particular. Great so far. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself and and how how the whole pro kids angle kind of came together? Um, you know, in terms of us talking to you and promoting pro kids and. And uh, maybe even talking about not only you, who you are, but what ProKids is all about as well. Sure. So I am currently the chair of the advisory committee. So we have uh, kind of, it's, it's it's different than I guess like a board of directors would be. So we are a committee and we have representatives from the local municipalities. So we have Quispam, Rossay, Grand Bay, Westfield, and then of course St. John, and then we have um, community members as well. So I, I would be considered a community member. I came on board about probably four and a half years ago. I want to say um, I'm in my second term, and we do three year terms. So, and I I joined by um, they post like the city boards and stuff online, and I just uh, I was searching one day and I found it and I applied, and I'm lucky I was uh, accepted on. Um, I have a very close, uh, relationship and interest between, I guess, poverty and sport. So it both, uh, it married very well for my interests. Uh, I grew up in poverty myself. Um, and I share my story often, um, because I would be considered to have broken the cycle of poverty. Um, and one of the big, when I think back and I look at my story, one of the biggest things for me was recreation opportunities. Um, and specifically it was field hockey in high school. So um, now in my life, 
I, I find it real, I, it's really important for me to kind of give back and especially to continue to share the story about how opportunities are so important for, for people who are living through poverty. So these, this, these are exactly the things that can help people break through that. Yeah. And we'll just, be, just before we leave that, like maybe explain, explain to folks that aren't familiar with ProKids, what, what ProKids is all about. Right. So we are a service for uh, low income individuals. Um, and, it, you know, it's a it's a threshold too. like some people just need, assistance. you know, maybe it's once a year, but we provide that financial assistance to those who are in need for their recreational opportunity of their choice. And it's not limited to any it's not just sports like it's, you know, dance lessons, art, um, horseback riding, you name it. Um, we will, we will help, uh, pay for that, uh, that session for you. And I think we do a few a year, depending on seasons, there's different things. So if there's soccer in the fall and then there's, um, dance in the winter and stuff, we, we will do that. So people can apply through us to have the fee and equipment costs, any of the, any costs associated with joining an opportunity, we will cover that. That's awesome. That's really cool. And uh, John, I first heard your, heard your story on stage at what I think was the United Way event um, probably three years ago. Is that, does that ring a bell? Uh, it was at the Delta. Um, I, ha- I have been fortunate to share my story many times. So like I know- anywhere, I, I may have seen it seven or 8,000 times. No, I'm just joking. I, I saw it once. It was incredibly compelling. And, you know, I just wanted to ask, why you feel it's important uh, to share our stories of struggle, but also of, uh, uh, you know, of, of success as well. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very vulnerable experience to get in front of a, a large audience and, uh, and tell people where you came from and where you're going. I think for me, the biggest thing was, I, I guess, especially like growing up, you wouldn't really know that you are in poverty, or maybe you are at a disadvantage, especially the neighborhood I grew up in. We were all growing up in Crescent Valley. We're all kind of in the, a similar boat in terms of finances, et cetera. So I had no idea that I would have, I would have been disadvantaged. And then when I got to high school, I could see it a little more. So I guess for me, I find it so important to share the story because others around have the ability to help. So if that's financial support, there's pro kids, you know, being in high school and having tutoring available through the Promise Partnership, like all of those things are are so helpful and beneficial to have wraparound services for people like me uh, who grew up in that. And that is ultimately what led me to break the cycle. And I know that that's that's exactly what is needed for anyone else who is living in that. So I think that's why it's so important for me to continue to share, to show like people can help. And, and it's, and, you know, it's, if it's through our fundraising specifically for pro kids, you know, every dollar goes directly to our youth. So it, it really is making a difference in the lives. So I, that's why I like to, to share my story. And just so people know that it, it is doing good um, by helping and supporting these, these organizations. So yeah, I, I share it as much as I can, and I'm happy that it, it does resonate with people and it continues to have to make it worthwhile for people to continue to contribute. I think it's, I, I just, I love hearing people's stories, especially, you know, I mean, naturally a success story like you. And, and if you, even if, if we strip away, um, if we just look at sports itself, um, 
you know, like I, I think, you know, and Greg and I joke about playing hockey. I played a lot of hockey as a kid. There's a really expensive sport, you know, and it is, and, and, and it's such a wonderful sport in so many ways, like any sport. Um, and, but it seems to be one of the most inaccessible sports for some people. And I didn't like, I, I, so I grew up privileged and played, played hockey and, you know, was able to go to Saskatchewan and play hockey. And, and, um, and I remember growing up, I grew up in the Yukon territory and kind of part of my story that uh, kind of, I think maybe connects a little bit. Um, uh, and I have this distinct memory of this one, one kid that we, we played with early on, Jeff, um, I won't use his last name, but Jeff was an exceptional hockey player. Like he was so good. He was like miles ahead of us. And he was the guy, he was like, wow, if I could be as good as Jeff, right? And then I noticed he, he started showing up less and less as we got older. And, um, and I, you know, and I, I gathered that as I, in reflecting that, and I met him as an adult, that it was tougher and tougher for him to make it to hockey was my impression. And it was, I think it was, um, it was around a socioeconomic status. Like it was, it was strictly that. Right. And I just think, and for, so I kind of come from the, a different perspective, Jen, where I go, um, you know, like what could have happened for Jeff had he had the same um, opportunities that I had. And, and I just feel sad to think that kids don't have these opportunities. So that's, I just, that's why the pro kids resonates with me so much because you know, as an adult, I just, I always reflect and it's been a lifetime ago since I played hockey. Like, in fact, I'm coaching a team right now. And, and I, I think the kids go, really, you played junior hockey for real? Like, cause you know, I haven't really played a lot and it, you got it. So something you got to keep up. Um, but, but I mean, in terms of what it gave me that helps me in business and what, you know, not just in, in other sports as well. Um, it's just so important. So, um, you know, for you, when you got that opportunity, did it, um, were you aware of the opportunity you're getting or like, how, how did that, you know, in high school and field hockey, like, how did that play out for you? I don't think I, I knew at that, at the time, like what was happening. Um, so I played like our, our school sports in middle school and stuff. Everyone made the team. Everyone was a part of it. And then I mm. went to high school and I thought I was going to try it for soccer. And there was like six to 70 girls who were trying out. Like I didn't have a chance. I didn't even have like proper like equipment cleats or anything. Like I really did not have a chance. And when I was there, I guess I, I started to see that. And then my teacher, my English teacher, Carrie Shea, she said, why don't you come out for field hockey? And the rest is history. So I didn't know that I needed it, but that was the thing that I looked forward to every single day. So during the fall, um, it kept me, um, engaged in school. Uh, it caused me to not maybe find other activities that, uh, some of the kids that I grew up with maybe were getting involved with. It kind of started to keep me on that path. Um, so field hockey was first and then that led into other sports. Like I wanted to try it for rugby, like in the, in the other seasons. And then, but every September I knew going into school that I would have field hockey. And I know that that made sure that I got there. And then when you're, when you're in it, when you're there, it's easier for them, uh, you know, our teachers and stuff to, to, for us to be engaged and be a part of something. And that is what continued to drive me each and every year until eventually I graduated and then went on to university and, and here I am now. It's amazing. And uh, as you're telling the story, I also feel like there's a, a great opportunity in sharing this sort of information with high school teachers and coaches and whatnot that maybe they wouldn't even think of that, that, you know what, you got 60 girls coming out to try out and there's about eight of them that 
are not don't have the cleats on or don't have the you know the pads and all all, all these sort of things and uh, um i wonder if there's a way that that could be uh, you know addressed first so that the feeling of inadequacy isn't there and it is a level playing field if you will i know i've always said that i've always said you know school just have one position at least like reserve it or something for someone who wants to try out that just just give them that opportunity to be involved with that and i think that the schools do do see that and and they do uh, i know i i coach I now coach the field hockey team at St. Max. So I know that I have a special place uh, in my heart for, for kids who are, who are needing that. And I make sure that we have, have room for them on our team. Fantastic. That's awesome. I think I, I, I'm just thinking now that, did you, did, were you a red triangle recipient? I, yes. YMCA? Yeah, there it is. Was Dave. Right yeah. Cause I, yeah. I was like, I was like, this story sounds so familiar. I'm pretty sure I saw a video. So there, there we go. Yeah. That's, That's, yeah. I did uh, last year. Yeah, not this year. the The year before that, I I was the recipient. So very fortunate, also, for receiving that. Now, do you think you know when you talk about like? And by the way, like, what a amazing story about breaking the cycle of poverty, and um, and it's something that like I I can't relate to personally, but I can sure um, appreciate. Uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of um, as much as I can objectively. Um, to what? Like what, but what was it about the access to sports that supported that? Cause it's probably more, you know, like there's, there's, it's probably multi variable, you know, like that supported breaking the cycle, but you know, like what, 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 what do you find specifically about, you know, sport that would have um, helped? I think I first, first thing is being a part of something that mm-hmm. was was huge for me just knowing I had teammates, there was 20 other girls with me. So I was able to build connections with, um, different individuals who would have different backgrounds than I did. So having those connections, um, being a part of something, um, and just the skills you learn from being a member of a sport, uh, teamwork, leadership, all of those things uh, directly translated into my schoolwork and so forth. And I think that that having that wraparound of being involved in a sport is really, and I mean, any, any recreational opportunity, not just, I mean, specific to sport for me, of course, right. any any of those things dance cheerleading art like music lessons like I know that that's an escape for for anyone in that and and everything that you learn from that is all encompassing and and can really help push people forward feels like there's so much connection that can happen and and I'm just using sport but I mean it could like two point could be you know there's a lot of other categories but you know, it's, it's a, like I always I feel like on so many levels it's it's a level playing field. Even as an adult, like you go out and play, and I'm just going to use hockey as an example. You play pickup hockey, and man, there's everyone there. There's the guy that you know, the doctor, and then there's the lawyer, and there's the the entrepreneur, and the refinery worker, and you know, the teacher, and you know, and everyone, and everyone's playing, and you know, and it's like it doesn't really matter. Like no one's really like, you know, like to me, you know, it seems like class kind of if, if they can, if they have the luxury of being there. Um, but it just seems like, you know, if we create that opportunity, then, you know, you and like, even if I think back to in the Yukon, the teams we played on uh, very, very diverse, actually, um, you know, racially diverse. And, um, and, and there's not a lot of racial diversity in the Yukon, but I, but, you know, the, my teams tend to be fairly more, more diverse in their communities in a sense, mm-hmm. but you're all playing on the same team. So I just mm-hmm. thought it, I always felt like that was a really, maybe I'm looking through rose colored glasses, but I always felt that was a real point of connection for everyone. 
Yeah, I agree. And I actually, I just started playing ice hockey for my first time now. And I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like what a, a young person would feel like coming out again too. But thinking of that, as soon as you have the Jersey on, you're the exact same as everyone else. No one else knows the situation when you're in that moment playing that sport. I can remember it back, back in grade nine. And and still to this day, I find it very relevant. So I, I think exactly what you're saying is, is, is very huge for why we play sport and, and move on. That, that reminds me of that, uh, that super special story back in, I don't know if it was World War, it was World War II when, uh, the Americans and the Germans were um, at some battle somewhere and it was Christmas morning and they put their guns down. They got up and they played a game of soccer together. Uh, you know that story? Yeah. Like, no, I don't. Might be getting the wars mixed up, but I think it was, uh, it was WW2. And um, it was just, it just went down history as this moment of, um, you know what? It's Christmas. We both share the same tradition. We both share the tradition of, of soccer. Let's just for this period, put the political divide away and just play. And um, I'm sure a movie's been made of it. Must've been, but I, I, you know, I've never even thought of that as, uh, as that opportunity to just be in the sport and be a role in the sport. Forget about your background. I think that's really, that's a real special experience. Yeah, I agree. What, what do, how does, so how do kids uh, like, so we're, you know, for people, not everyone listening to this, like we're making references to um, Southern New Brunswick in Atlantic Canada yeah. and specific communities. Um, and I'm assuming there's, is pro kids, like, is it, is it, is it a local or national or like how, what, what is a scope of it? So we, we are local here to St. John and the surrounding area. So we include Grand Bay Westfield um, kind of into Rossay and Quispam area. Um, but I know that there are some other, I know Moncton has a pro kids and it, maybe Fredericton does like kind of their own versions. And there are like national organizations as well, but we are, we fun, I guess we're local in our, in how we operate. And how do kids like, so if there were some kids or there's someone listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and was aware of, someone who, you know, maybe access was a challenge for them for whatever reason. And as you pointed out, it's, um, you know, maybe it's not um, technically poverty, but there's, you know, maybe there's a lack of um, access for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. What, how, what, what's the process? What are they, what, how does this? this so it is, a, it, it is, and it's very easy and simple. We don't add anything uh, too crazy. It's mostly just for documentation, but there is like an application form and we have online on our website. Um, down right now with everything that's going on but in the future that's where we house our application process and it's just simple you just fill out your you know your information your date of birth and address and and those things and then we do like two reference checks and that could be you know a teacher worker community member um any any of those types of things and we just call and check the reference and it's it's a very easy simple process that we go through but it's application either online or paper they can mail it um at the uh the city building that's on adelaide street they can drop in there they can call on the phone and talk to our staff member jessica um, and we make it as easy and accessible as as possible for anyone who's needing our service what's the what's the url i think it's prokids.ca okay down so we should check there's it's with the city website as well it's a Right. Off of oh that. yeah, there's a, there's some yeah. crazy stuff happening in the city. Yeah. Right the other happens. important thing to note is my understanding is local business um, is participating in the funding of 
of pro kids, correct me if I'm wrong, but our listening base is a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. So uh, how are businesses locally participating in pro kids? Because what a great way to give back. Yeah. And we do an annual fundraiser each year. Um, that normally it's a dinner. So we have a big and people come back specifically for the dinner dinner. We have it at the Delta, but obviously we couldn't do that this year with, with everything going on. So we did a virtual uh, fundraising event, um, but businesses can donate. I mean, individuals, anyone at any time, we have it set up through Canada helps. You can just search pro kids, St. John, and we come up there. So we just, and the, the, the thing, the best thing about donating to pro kids is every dollar raised goes directly to the youth. So none of the money that we raise goes to any overhead costs, no staffing, none of that. It goes directly to our youth. So wow. I know that really hits home with a lot of people because it's not paying to keep the lights on. We don't have to continuously fight for that part of it so that we can reach for more and more youth every single year. Wonderful to know. That's, that's incredible. Is, is, yeah, we're is, very lucky. And that's a, that's in part by, you know, St. John and our municipalities paying for that part of it for housing us at our office and for our staff and them contributing to that, that has made it so that we, we can have that. So we're very lucky for that. Can you, can you think of any, like, just, you know, I know you have your own story, but story, story, like a, a story that you've heard maybe recently, that um, would be inspiring that people should, should, you know, should want to know. And I mean, and, and I'm guessing the application, could you apply on behalf of a child that you maybe? Yep. Parents can apply, uh, social workers can apply, teachers can apply. We see that all the time. Uh, those, that, that sort of thing happening. And one story that I can think of, which is, is amazing. We have a, a young girl, she's high school age and she is all of 90 pounds and she plays very high level competitive rugby. Um, and we've been able to sponsor her to go play down in the States. Uh, she's traveled very far, has been recruited, like highly, highly recruited to play on their teams. Um, and she's just continuing just down that path of, and she's going to probably play for team Canada someday. Wow. Uh, phenomenal so there and there and that's just one we we have several student several stories of of people now even our, our vice chair jordan tracy i know he wouldn't mind me sharing this because he often shares his story but he was a he's a pro kids alumni he went through uh his young ages and in high school playing ice hockey and had pro kids support through that and now he's a high level businessman as well so we are fortunate and that's something that we've been continuously working on because we don't want to, you know, stigmatize anyone or, or make them feel, but we do ask people to share their stories and more and more, we are having a lot more people come forward to share that because um, it, it is remarkable. That well, we you know, Jen, um, why don't you, you know, feel free to get some of them to reach out to us because we should get them on the podcast, you know, because uh, uh, I don't think Dave, we do that often enough is really dive into people's personal stories on their, on their, you know, journey into, you know, into making impact, you know? Uh, so if there's a few of them, just, yeah, um, make connections. Yeah, I think that's Yeah, great. I mean, they're inspiring stories. Well, and, and what's really inspiring about your story is that the cycle, but to come back and then to actually be in a position to give back the way you are. I mean, that's incredible. Like yeah. that you were receiving and now you're, you're the game, you know, you're the, on the giving side. I've been very fortunate with many opportunities that uh, have been presented to me and, and I, I've jumped on them and, Every time it's the full circle moments. I went 
back and worked at the school that I grew up in. And then I'm now I'm chair of this committee and coaching at the, at St. Max. So I have been very fortunate. We have a great little, great little city here that, that gives all of those opportunities. Man. Yeah. Well, Jen, thank you so much for, for coming on and, uh, we're we're really excited to see uh, you know where where Pro Kids continues to make impact. You know this is this is fantastic. And uh, um, yeah, what's the best way for people to just to get in touch with you specifically? Um, they could email me, Jen at live If anyone ever wants to hear more, for sure. Um, we have and for Pro Kids uh, right now, we're using mostly mostly our Facebook page, just Pro Kids St. John. You can type that in, and if there's anything that's needed, you can contact us through there. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank well, you so, so much. So, yeah, thank you. And thank just guys. keep up keep up the important work you do and reach out thank to us if we can be of any assistance at any point because uh, it's just such a wonderful story, Pro Kids, and your story in particular. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. See you. See you later, Dave. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth.